Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And today we are talking once again about some personal finance. Granted, the entire show is essentially based around the topic, but here we're just going right to the core of what really personal success, wealth building, money management, whatever you want to phrase it as, is all about. And it's a nice little article here that uh, I stumbled across, although I, I disagree with the title because they're implying that it's for you know one group of people, but I would argue that it's for anybody, no matter what your age is, no matter where you're at in life, these principles are definitely gonna be that secret recipe, you know, that magical ingredient if you wanna have the recipe for success. And again, as I always say, in case you're new to the show, when I say success, when I say wealth, I don't mean wealth in the sense of you own 17 Lamborghinis and four beachside mansions along with your Rolex collection. I just mean wealth in terms of being able to sleep like a baby at night, just stress-free. You're not laying in bed worried about bills. You're not worried in bed, you know, worried about insert blank of something that has to do with money or really anything where you have full control and you have control over your time, flexibility over your time. That's what I mean by wealth. And like I said, the you know the, the bullet points here, the talking points of this article are a great reminder. And if maybe somehow you stumbled across the podcast and you're wondering and you're kind of ambitious for, all right, how, how do I actually get myself on the right track? Then, well, first off, welcome to the show. Welcome, thank you for listening. But second off, like I said, I think, not think I know that each one of these bullet points are definitely something that is going to be something you should be considering. So the article comes from the CNBC Make It section and title, In Your 20s, Master the Basics of Personal Finance Today to Get Yourself on the Right Track. And like I said, the thing that I disagree with is, you know, in your 20s. I would say, I don't care if you're in your teens, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, it's never too late, you know, it, it, to get on the right track. That's, and I could probably do a whole podcast over, I can't tell you like, well, it's too late for me. No, no, it, it's, it's not too late for you. It's just start now. Sure, maybe it's not the most ideal time. I'm not gonna argue against that, but just because it's not necessarily ideal doesn't mean that it's not too late, that there's no hope for you. Some people maybe yeah, are gonna be in a little bit more annoying, a little bit more difficult situations than other people, but that doesn't mean that the, the problem can't be overcome, that you can't get on the right track. So as the article states here, and I'm not gonna go through uh, you know, and read the entire article, but I just wanna go through the main bullet points here that they point out. So number one, they say, Live on less. The biggest thing from job one, if at all humanly possible, immediately start putting 10% of your money into a 401k. The strategy is more important than the amount. If you can't do 10%, then do 5%. And if you can't do 5%, save 1% or 2% and set a goal of raising the amount. Learning to live on less than you make from start of your career means you'll never feel hamstrung by a lack of money. Doing this now is far easier than it will be 10 years to 15 years when you could be dealing with wedding costs, mortgage, or children. And that's still, like I said, I and I, I fully agree with the, the approach you're coming from, from the angle of a 20-year-old, but I don't care what your age you're at, if you need to live less on that what you make, right? If you spend money as fast as it comes in, then you're never gonna get ahead. And you would say, well, no kidding, Clay. It's, it's, it's amazing how many people are so just shocked, are so surprised, and they don't know what to do. 
and they think that society or life or you know whatever is rigged against them and the, and the little person can't get ahead. And then you look at what they make. So props to them, at least they're out there working, have a job. And then you look at their lifestyle, their cost of lifestyle, and you can quickly, very quickly point out, I mean, I, is that really a necessity? As I walk around with like the newest version of an, an iPhone, as they drink their Starbucks coffee, smoke a pack of cigarettes, and have some sort of you know designer clothes on. Now, of course, I'm doing, I'm exaggerating some of that, but you get the idea, right? Now, of course, there's always outliers. There's always data points where it's like, oh yeah, wow, that person is literally trying their hardest. And, but I, I think that's few and far between because if you are that focused, if you are truly trying your hardest, there are so many opportunities out there to make good money and make enough money where sure, maybe you're not gonna necessarily have the latest iPhone. You're not gonna necessarily be able to go and drink $18 frappes from Starbucks every day, but there's gonna be plenty of wiggle room for you to actually be able to live fine on less. Again, are, am I saying you're gonna be luxurious lifestyle? I'm not, but you know you can make that a bigger picture goal. But at the moral of the story here, live on less. And I love here, and if you're a long time listener, you've probably grown sick of hearing me say this, but I'll say it again, because hey, look, it popped up again, but save, invest, make your money grow for you, make your money work for you. But how do you do that? Well, you gotta be able to save, right? I mean, that's, that's what investing is, is you've gotta have money that you can actually put into the market, and you have money in the market by, well, actually saving some of your money. And how do you have money to actually save? Well, as this bullet point says, live on less. Next bullet point here. Winner takes all. So when I read that, I thought, winner takes all. What, what do they mean by that? So going in here, learn to get the most out of your employer benefits. Save enough in your 401k to get the employer match if there is one. Otherwise, you're walking away from free money. If you feel squeezed by setting aside money for retirement, here's a government gift. The savers credit for those with 401k plans or individual retirement accounts who aren't dependents on someone else's tax return and can earn a certain limit. The maximum savers credit can be as high as $1,000 for single filers and $2,000 for married filing jointly. To claim this tax benefit, you file form 8880 with your tax return. And I love that because at, at the core here, what they're saying is, you know what? Take the most, make this situation work for you and put yourself in situations that do work for you. That's how I take it. The 401k. Well, my employer doesn't offer a 401k. Okay, do you have the job skills? Do you have the skills required where you could go and maybe find somebody else that does offer a 401k? I won't name names, but I have a, a, a friend. Uh, he's uh, actually, I think, just got his journeyman's license, um, becoming an electrician. He's been working for somebody, and he's been working hard, going to school and all that sort of stuff. But but they don't they don't offer uh, you know, a 401k, right? It's a really, really small organization. Uh, and, but this person, because they've gone out there and improved their skill set, they've managed their time wisely. This person hasn't been spending their time going and getting some sort of PhD in Greek Roman mythology of the arts of Tanzania, just totally made that up. But they've actually gone out there and enhanced their skills with a practical skill, such as, well, becoming an electrician. And now because of this, they interviewed with another company that's a much larger company. And then I was talking with them and, oh yeah, they have 401k and great health insurance and 
all these employer benefits. But the main thing was, yeah, 401k and, and matching, which is the free money, right? The way that works is if you put aside a certain amount of money into your retirement plan, then your company will give you that exact same amount back. Now, it's all up to a certain amount and it's gonna vary based on the, your employer. But the point here being is that's literally free money. If you choose to save and put some of your money away, your company will say, all right, so just to keep the math simple, let's say you decide every month, you know what, I, I, wanna, I wanna put $100 into investing. I wanna put $100 into my retirement plan. Well, then your company will say, okay, yeah, we'll match that $100. So now all of a sudden you're actually getting $200 by you making the decision to put $100 aside, you're gonna get you know the, some sort of matching amount. Now, like I said, that's not exactly exactly how it works, but from a general preface from a, or from a general you know premise here, that's that's how it works. It is free money. You are just your your employer is matching you money, and that's just how employers compete. Because remember, at the end of the day, and I did a podcast on, on this a while ago, employers are competing for your time, right? They are purchasing your time. And the more valuable you make your time, the more employers out there are gonna be competing for it. In order to actually win that competition for an economics term, to get your labor, right, to hire you for a job, they wanna make things as attractive as possible. They want you to want to work for them. They want you to be like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna let that person purchase my time, aka give me a job. And that these 401k benefits are just one of those things where they can try to compete. Say, well, I understand you're, you're thinking about maybe working for that company. I understand that company's trying to purchase your time. But if you allow us to purchase your time, then you're gonna get this, 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 oh yeah, and that. And you know, what do you think? That makes us pretty attractive, doesn't it? And that's why, yeah, you gotta make sure that you're, 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 you're upping your skills as much as possible. And the, the crazy thing is, is that this person I'm talking about their time is so much more valuable than a college graduate that went and got some sort of bogus degree in some sort of field that nobody cares about, that there's not that much job demand for. I, I have nothing, if you wanna go, and I always use this example, because there's a, um, here in West Michigan, there's a university that, uh, when I put together my fa finance course, I use them as the example, but they offer uh, you know, some sort of medieval history or medieval something. and. I have nothing against, in fact, I think medieval history is pretty exciting, it's pretty entertaining, it's good stuff. But, I mean, keep that as a hobby, okay? I, I would highly recommend you don't go, and by the way, this is some small private university, so we're talking probably at least $40,000 a year. I mean, but if you need to go and get a four-year degree, put yourself $160,000 in debt for a medieval history degree when you could just go to the library and get books, I, you know, you see that there's not gonna be that much job demand. You're not gonna have a bunch of employers with 401ks competing over your time when you have a, you know, a, a four or when you have a medieval history degree, you know? But electrician, hands-on, practical skill, absolutely, and uh, you know, this friend of mine, like I said, uh, is a, a great example of that. So the next bullet point, risk management. Even if you don't think you have much of value in the first part, let me try that again. Even if you don't think you have much of value in that first apartment, get renter's insurance. You wanna be covered in the case of fire or theft, and you can get a ride to cover any special things. That rider, I should say, to cover any special things, such as a piece of expensive jewelry, a valuable painting, or a laptop. The average cost is about $17 a month, a small price to pay concerning what could happen in case a neighbor lets their bathtub overflow. So risk management, just be insured. And 
there, there's this is always a gray territory for me. So you're saying that if I go to Best Buy and get some sort of electronic and they offer me the extended warranty, I should get that? No, don't get the extended warranty. Definitely not. The only reason they offer extended warranty is, is because they understand statistics and probabilities. And the statistics and probabilities say this. Odds are very, very, very high that nothing's gonna go wrong. So you know what, yeah, we'll, we'll take your money. They're just playing the game. They're playing the game of being really good at math. But you don't need to be really good at math. You just need to understand their motivation and they understand that the odds are extremely high that nothing's gonna go wrong. You know what, they're actually a, a pretty good source to go to for something like that because, well, they actually make the product. So extended warranties, when, they're, when they offer them, that's actually a good thing because that person, or they feel good enough to know that, yeah, you know what, odds are very, very high that we offer a good product, nothing's gonna actually happen with it. And I mean, think about it. How many things have you bought over your life that, I mean, and, and there's, there's, I mean, you're, it's gonna be hard to think about it because like, I don't know, I don't, now, maybe you might think of that just that one thing, that one thing, okay, so maybe there was that one thing that actually happened. For me, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything that I would, that I would have needed the extended warranty for. But, now, maybe the, the initial warranty, and even that, I'm, I'm struggling to think of something, but that one thing, let's just say there is something. Well, then add up, and let's say you're always buying extended warranty. Well, let's say, so you add up all those other times you bought extended warranties. I bet the amounts you paid for all those other times probably would have more than compensated for that actual, actually one time where you needed to use it. Now, I, I get it, I'm kind of varying off the path here a little bit, but I'm just trying to get across. I, I do agree it's about risk management in the sense of, well, yeah, you wanna have proper insurances, but I, I would not take that as far as saying, well, therefore, yeah, that includes all those extended warranties. But I mean, so keep that in mind. But yeah, I, I would agree that, you know, at $17 a month, a, a little bit of insurance, would uh, help out and plus just from a, a practical and this is assuming you're maybe younger but if you do have any aspirations of ever owning a home then you're going to have homeowner's insurance i mean that and, and you need to have that so if anything this renter's insurance is just going to get you in the uh, in the framework and the mindset it's going to help you learn from a budgeting standpoint hey you're always going to want to be setting some money aside from an insurance standpoint because uh, you know homeowner's insurance uh, is, is going to be a requirement right a bank is not going to lend you money if you don't have homeowner, homeowner insurance. Next bullet point, card sharp, they say, card sharp. Most recent college graduates don't understand how credit cards work, Gado says, so this is one of the people that is um, you know, giving the financial advice there. If they had a credit card account in college that their parents paid for, they may not even have seen the bill, which would be a problem. Giving your kid a credit card and then paying it for him. That's not really teaching. Anyways, I won't, I won't rant and rave about that. In that case, they've learned to see it only as a way to pay for things. Learn to use credit responsibly. Gato recommends using credit cards only for emergencies, for everyday spending, turn to credit, debit cards, cash, or checks. That way the balance never builds up. And yes, I'm not gonna beat too much on this one just because I've talked about it time and time again. Be very careful with credit cards. I'm not anti-credit cards, but there are some major stipulations uh, that come with them. So yeah, be very aware. And then the final thing, be budget conscious. You may wonder how to manage monthly bills and save up cash cushion on a starting salary. There's a simple strategy, learn to budget. Yep, and like I said, 
I have uh, said that time and time again. If you don't know how to budget, if you're not really quite sure how to approach all of this, then I'll just do a quick plug. I do offer a, a money course at my site, moneywithclay.com, called the Slab Money Method. Um, and it's just all about how I manage my personal finances, how I got all my debt paid off. And it's it's a plan, it's, a, it's an approach that just maps out how to get your debt paid off. Maybe if you don't have any debt, well, great. You're just a step ahead of other people, but how to budget, how to continue to budget, and then how to build wealth over time. But yes, be budget conscious. Have a budget. You are CEO of your life. That is your business. So yes, we are all, whether you like it or not, business owners. And in some cases, your business owner is just, okay, well, how are my resources being utilized? How am I putting my, my, my time and my money to work? And, and it's hard to know the how unless you have something visual. And that's where a budget comes into play. So yes, I get it. Budget, a lot of people think of like sweet old little grandma sitting in a rocking chair, crocheting and cutting coupons. But, you know, sweet old little grandma, she's able to sit there in her rocking chair and crochet because she doesn't need to be out there still working. She can sit there and relax. So, I mean, take advice from, from little sweet old grandma in her rocking chair and crocheting. She's got it, she's got it made. She's retired, she's doing, her, she's doing what she loves because she actually had a budget and now has plenty of money to save. So just be budget conscious. You can't get ahead unless you have some sort of roadmap and the roadmap is what a budget is all about. But overall, I thought some great talking points there and you know nothing revolutionary. I, I, I don't think for the, as far as this podcast is concerned, if you've listened before, then you've heard these things time and time again. But it's always good to me that things that I've talked about over and over again just continue to pop up in these articles from you know financial experts. And not that these people aren't financial export experts, but it, like I said, it, it's good reassurance that, to know that the, 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 the stuff that I'm kind of spouting off and proclaiming out there is, yeah, it, it seems to be worthwhile advice, worthwhile knowledge that you should have in your back pocket. So that's all I have for you. Get out there, start, and remember, yeah, I know this was an article had in your 20s, but even if you're not in your 20s, there is no better time to start right now. And if you start to do these things that I talked about, that'll definitely get you on the right track. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media. 
Facebook, Instagram. Just look up for Money with Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.